Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones around here at 888-825-5225. My co-host today, Dr. John Deloney of the Dr. John Deloney Show, a podcast on Ramsey Networks that is unbelievably, fabulously popular. And, of course, number one best-selling book of Own Your Past, Change Your Future. He deals with the mental health space and the relationship space. And uh, so always a fun one-two punch when he and I get to serve together on these microphones. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Naomi is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, Naomi. What's up? Hi. Um, first, I just want to say thank you so much for for taking my call. Um, I know that um, I've been listening to you a lot over the past couple months. I guess I'm a new new listener, and um, it's just so obvious and apparent that everybody there genuinely cares about the people you're dealing with and really tries to help, and I just find that so inspiring and thank encouraging um, in today's society. So thank, thank you. you That's so the much. best compliment I've had today. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's true, <laughs> so, and uh, thank you for noticing that. How can we help you? Um, so I'm calling because I have a question about how to deal with or manage ongoing medical expenses. It's not one lump sum. It's not one thing. Um, my son is sick. He's been sick for 10 years and, um, over the course of the 10 years, you know, there's been some ups and downs, but you could say that the medical expenses have, you know, probably averaged about 20% of our income and, um, yeah, and my husband is, uh, he's a pastor, so there hasn't always been a whole lot of income, you know, to go around yeah. to pay things. So um, we don't have a lot of debt. In fact, we, we only owe on our house. I don't know how we could afford to do what we do if we mm-hmm. had anything like a car payment or anything so like how, that. So how old but, um, is your baby? Well, now he's 16. He, okay. he was six. When what was the, what's the nature started. of his illness? He has chronic Lyme disease. Um, 15% of people who get Lyme disease, it doesn't go away with the 30-day treatment of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And he actually got it when he was three and a half, mm-hmm. which made it more severe. He didn't get the normal kind of treatment mm-hmm. that uh, adults would get, like a strong enough antibiotic. So and, he's got some neurological things going on. Yeah, and he, he's been up and down. Like He actually was doing a lot better. And then he got COVID. He, I mean, he got COVID two years ago, mm-hmm. and that put everything way back, mm-hmm. set him back to debilitating headaches and the treatment protocol mm-hmm. that we found mm-hmm. that had been working for four or five years suddenly wasn't, and it's like a whole new amount of medical expenses and mm-hmm. things trying to get him back to where he can, you know, at least function. Even how, how's his, how's his energy level better. today? energy um he he's it comes and goes but he he's better he actually with the covid he started getting like debilitating migraines yeah that was three years that was three years ago how is he today Uh, it was like how old is he today how is he today he's he's not as good as he was um you know in 2020 mm-hmm. but he's better than he was at the beginning of 2022 good, so i guess good. he's in the middle okay so here's what um, I, the reason i'm asking you all these things is number one to check on him 
But number two, what you've, you're calling about is how to budget for this. And of course, it's impossible to predict exactly, but we can say, based on what we know of the history, the COVID episode and the improvement since COVID, based on that, not emotions, but what does logic tell you factually that you think is a reasonable forecast for the coming three or four years that you're going to be paying medical expenses. And I assume you've got a health insurance as well. So, you know, what out of pocket do you need to budget for a reasonable person that would project what you guys have been facing? Because it is a chronic thing you're dealing with. It's ongoing. And the only question is how bad it is going forward, not how bad it has been, but how bad it is going forward. Now, I know you and I can't project we're not God, but you can tell me based on his prognosis today, take your mommy uh, heart, which is wonderful, and set it aside for a second. Just look at it from your brain and say, based on where he is today, where do you really think you're going to spend in the next 12 months and 24 months and 36 months? And then just put that in the budget monthly. If you think it's going to be $10,000, put $800 a month in the budget. Out of pocket, I'm talking about. If you think it's going to be $3,000, put $250 a month in the budget. And so, um, you know, anytime you're dealing with something chronic, you just, I've got a friend that has Crohn's disease and he's, you know, he's got a, just a, it's a constant thing. It's a chronic issue. And he's constantly writing checks. He's constantly making his deductible. He's constantly making his co-pays, right? Because it's just, a, he just fights with health. It's just, it's sad. It's awful. It's hard on him. He's tough as nails, but man. And, but that's the thing. You got to, you just got to, you got to go, okay, quantify it because you're asking me about the budget. So we got to quantify it. So $6,000 a year, 500 bucks a month. I'm just going to put it in the month. Like I got a car payment. And I'm just going to put it on there, set it aside. I don't need it this month. Don't need it next month, but I'm going to need it sometime during this 12. It's probably going to happen. And so I got to get ready. And we're, we're just, you know, and uh, it's a, uh, here's what's weird. When you do that math and you lay it all out, it will calm you down about his health. Hello. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm here. Um, okay. So, so, if the amount I put in the budget, which I would say would, I don't know, maybe like $1,600 a month, but then that just makes our budget tend to not work. Well, that I, I are you really going to spend 1600 a month? Yeah. That's $20,000 yeah, a year. Absolutely. $20,000 a year out of pocket, but, out of pocket. Well, it was more than that last year. I didn't um, ask about so, last year. I asked about next year. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I would, I would probably hope for maybe like 15 or 16,000 out of pocket next year. Okay. Then if that's, if that's what you're really going to spend, then you really need to put that in your budget. And here's a hard conversation that y'all are going to have to have. Um, I had somebody call into my show this morning and we have a very similar conversation. Him and his wife adopted, they had a beautiful two year old daughter and then his wife passed away Mm. and he was set up to be a high powered accountant and he had to change his career trajectory and take a totally different kind of role because that his life changed and maybe your husband has wanted to be a pastor. He's, he's in it, but reality financially is sitting before him saying you can't continue to make this much money in this kind of job and take care of your sick child.
And that's a hard conversation. It's a conversation that no one, none of us want to have, especially when we feel like we've got a calling. But man, we've got to look at our kids. And the, the way I would uh, phrase this is we have to choose reality. we got to own reality that sits before us. And there's a financial reality and a purpose reality. All those things are real. If you can't afford it, you got to find something, figure out something else. Yeah, what that guy's facing, what that mom's facing is very real. Very real, very yeah. scary. We had a guy named Chris that worked here, yeah. and he's out on he's out on disability. So, ouch. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Hey guys, if you're wondering whether to buy or sell a home this year, here's what you need to know about the housing market. There's still more demand for homes than there are homes to buy. There's still a shortage. Median home price is expected to keep rising just at a slower rate than the crazy time back in COVID. But I mean, it's still going up and interest rates haven't stopped going up. So what's this mean? It means if you're buying a home, you may still face competition to big price tags. And if you wait, you're going to face more competition and more price tags. So if you want to sell your home, good time to sell it. But of course, it's going to sell slower than the crazy times when you got 89 offers in one weekend. Those days are gone and they should be gone. They were not healthy. So it's good. Life is good to buy a home, to sell a home. Now's the time. Go to RamseySolutions.com to find an agent that we recommend. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. They're Ramsey trusted. These are top performing agents around the country who our team has vetted and trusts to serve you well. They did not get their license last week and they've not sold only two homes and they're not your uncle. Well, probably because you know, you don't pick your agent by him being your uncle or a friend at church who just got her license and she's so sweet. No, that's just dumb. Don't do that. You're about to lose money on your house. Don't do that. Jessica is with us in Philadelphia. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm doing great and freaking out a little bit because I made it on air with you. How are you? Uh, I'm freaking out because I made it on air with you. What's up? Oh, you're the sweetest. <laughs> Jessica, he is freaked um, out. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> this is Dave freaked out. Deloney. So uh, my question is, we sold our home last year when, you know, prices were ridiculous, and mm-hmm. we have a good amount of money mm-hmm. to put into um, a 529 and an ESA for our children, but I don't want to trigger a gift tax. That's, I'm pretty that's sure that has nothing right to do with the gift tax. Okay, because... Um, you can double-check to... your tax guy, because I'm not a 1,000% sure. But I've mm-hmm. never heard of somebody hit it, getting hit with a gift tax, putting money into a 529. To start okay, with, you'd well, have to put in more than whatever the limit is this year, 12000 15000 bucks, whatever it is. But I um, can't even remember. I'm trying to pull mm-hmm. up a cheat sheet here. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Well, that's what I was running into. 16000 Yeah, 16000 If you're going over 16000 you'd have a gift each. tax this year. But the uh, – uh, but um, yeah, I – 
but I'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with gift tax. I'm pretty sure if you're putting it into the college fund, that doesn't apply to this. Pretty sure if you put it in okay, your minor great, great. children's name, it doesn't apply to this. But um, but I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. So you could double check your tax advisor if you're working with a SmartVestor Pro to open the 529, or if you have a 529 with them, they certainly could answer the question. Uh, they would know off the top of their head. But I've never heard of somebody being gift tax doing that. So I doubt. I'm pretty sure it's exempt from that. So, but I, again, double check because my tax. I'm always quick to say when I'm not positive, and I'm not positive on that one tim's in cedar rapids iowa hi tim welcome to the ramsey show hi how are you thanks for taking my call sure what's up um so i'm 39 i'm completely debt free good um yeah well i guess i shouldn't say that we own a we own a downtown building that we owe thirty eight thousand dollars on um, we are going to be, <laughs> Hey, I'm John Deloney and I'm six feet tall, except yeah, I'm five. Eight. I know. I, I know. I forgot to say that. <laughs> um, I have 160,000 saved up cash. Uh-huh. Um, and we are looking at probably going to be building a house next year. Cool. Um, we own where we at are right now. So we're probably going to tear down the existing home and build, mm-hmm. um, on our place. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take and pay off the building mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that something you would? The wife doesn't really want me to. Why? But, but she doesn't think it's gonna. She doesn't. How'd she put it? She doesn't think she doesn't see the problem of making the monthly payment on it of the two hundred dollars or whatever that we owe. Yeah. Okay. And I'd, I'm like, uh, well, we can just turn yeah. that over to the house. Yeah. If it's not a problem, then it won't be a problem when it's paid off either. Correct. It's her, her point was it's irrelevant. So it's irrelevant. Pay it off. Um, it's not irrelevant because you're going to be have a different switch that flips inside of you when you have absolutely zero debt. Now, what's your household income? Oh, I'd say probably right at a hundred. Okay. So what are you going to? How much are you going to spend on the building project? Well, right now we're looking at maybe a hundred sixty thousand dollars, hundred eighty thousand dollars house. That's why she doesn't want you to pay off the building. Because you're going to turn around with 120000 how are you going to have the money to build the house you want? Correct, because, I mean, we still got to keep 20000 in our emergency fund. Yeah. Well, you got one hundred and sixty. you said, but if we pay off a $40,000, $38,000 mortgage, we could leave me one hundred and twenty, and you're wanting to build one hundred and sixty. so where are you going to get the other forty? That's why she doesn't want to do it. Correct. Yeah, that's it. But, so instead of having a mortgage on her house, she would rather you have a mortgage on the building, and I'm probably agreeing with that. What's the house? Oh, you're the, you're tearing down a prop. You you own the land already, and you're living on the land yep. now. Correct. Correct. Mm. Where are y'all going to live when you tear the house down? Um, we're either going to have to rent a place or possibly live. We either have a camper we can live in. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. So budget the house carefully because one hundred sixty thousand, even in Cedar Rapids. Is certainly not the. Uh, it's not a mansion. No, no. It's it's just an easy. Well, let me just tell you. You can that. blink, and this will be two sixty. Right. Yeah, I know. So you need to lay out a game plan in detail and start drawing a plan and figuring out your you know your actual materials cost, your actual contractor cost. What are you really going to do? Um, I'm building a home right now. And, uh, me and the builder have, uh, had a lot of discussions for three months before we broke ground and we have three pieces of paper. We met last night 
and we manage to these three pieces of paper, the schedule, the budget, and the blueprint. And we have to stay on track on all three, the schedule, the blueprint. But it was all planned on paper before we, three months before we broke ground. We ordered, ordered the windows and the appliances two months before we broke ground because of supply chain. They'll be sitting in the warehouse early. So we're not going to slow down. We're going to be on time. We're going to be on budget. And we're going to stick to the freaking plan. And if you don't do that, you're a nightmare for your builder, and you're going to blow your budget up, and you're going to be four years building a pretzel. Mm-hmm. You follow me? So yep, if, you, if you guys will do all that planning and laying out, then you may figure out we're not going to build for a little while. We're going to save money for a little bit more. And that could be a possibility, too. Yeah, it could be. I don't care what you do. You may, you may choose to build for 120 and pay off the building. I don't mm-hmm. care. You can do you can do any of these you want to do, but I, here's what you're right now. You have a vague statement of well, we want to build a house, and that's the end of your information. You don't have any more information other than you want to put it on that lot where that house is. You got now that you're going to tear down, but you really need. I, I, I want you looking at blueprints. I want you talking to the builder. I want you to get budgets and supply. You know what's your lumber package you're going to run. You know how long is this going to take? Because if it's going to take two years if it's going to be three years from now before you need to write the last check well you can afford to save up a lot making a hundred i also want you guys to sit down and create a a five to ten year plan for your family Mm -hmm. because you really want to get this building paid off she doesn't want to have a mortgage on this new house y'all are planning on building and she wants a new house and she wants a new house y'all in some ways you are kicking some of this down the road sit down and let's come up and you have a game plan for your house have a game plan for your marriage have a game plan for your finances over the next five to ten years yeah and just and just follow the plan out we're at the end of the story we're living in the house she wants paid for and the building's paid for there you go and now worry what number of months out there is that five sixty months is it 64 months and you can lay that out it's it's sixth grade math dave i had a buddy in college that uh, was connected to the building industry and one of the a builder told him something important once he said i can always tell the difference between the millionaires who are buying a house and the middle class guys with the big loan because the millionaires come in with the ads from the appliance store it said we agreed on this one and the middle class guy with the big loan says i don't know man what do you think and he said there was that attention to detail. We're going to do it like yep. this that preserves that um, that millionaire status over time. I told my builder I'm going to pay him a little extra because I'm about to drive him and my wife crazy. I'm a project manager from hell. Oof. I mean, it's just detail, man. It's detail. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thanks for being with us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thanks for being here. Hey, based on our rankings, we're in the top 10 podcasts in the entire world, top 15 podcasts in the entire world, uh, and that has gone up recently. Uh, Based on our ratings on radio, uh, based on our Spotify and our Apple numbers and our YouTube numbers, there's a whole bunch of you that are new. Thank you. We're honored to have you in our audience. Uh, we will love you and we will tell you the truth. And sometimes that will make you mad. Just be prepared because we love you and we will tell you the truth. That's what we do. And if you want to help us, we're not going to spend $300 million on marketing like a sofa. We're not buying a, uh, uh, like a football stadium or something allergies are bad this time of year and um but the uh uh, if you want to help us you can subscribe 
follow the show, whatever it is, whichever way you do it, click the subscribe button, click the follow button, click the share button and send it on, send it on. Yeah. Send it on to them and uh, good stuff. Let people know about it. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, Mama said, if you hang anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So five stars work. Thank you very much. We're glad you're here. We appreciate you being with us. Williams in San Antonio, Texas. Remember the Alamo. What's up, William? Oh, good afternoon, uh, Dave. Afternoon. I uh, had a rather unfortunate financial incident in, in our marriage. Happened last fall. My wife uh, got victimized in an Internet fraud and not only lost a sizable amount of cash, but also took out some loans to help these people. And uh, some of those were short-term credit card things like buying gift cards. And then there were two installment loans. One was for 23500 one was for 17500 The rest of them, the smaller credit cards and such, I'm using the snowball method to take care of those, but I need advice on the installment loans. When it comes to this uh, fraud, it's usually one of, or t- of two things. Usually it's some sort of romantic interest or it's some sort of somebody crying out for help with medical assistance or some sort of injustice. What is it in your, in your, in your situation? Uh, <laughs> uh, it would be, it would be the former. Uh, my wife and I have been having, been having some uh, problems, been together for 25 years and uh, things just kind of, uh, I don't know. They happened, and I didn't didn't see the warning signs. How's your marriage now? But it's it's much better. I've been I've been getting therapy, and she has been too. And we've been making some inroads and just uh, basic stuff like how we speak to each other. And I'm proud of you, man. That's hard. Try try try. Well, here's the thing. I, I have a bunch of people tell me. Well, I would I would divorce somebody that would do that, and I, I'm not going to throw away 25 years. Okay. I I said I would make a full year as a concerted effort to get this thing turned around financially and emotionally. And part of the emotional thing is me. I realized I needed to do some some work, uh, and so we're both doing therapy, and it seems to be benefiting. Well, you're a, you're both. a beacon of light for men who are find themselves in in emotional situations without the right tools in the toolkit and you can do one of two things you can just take up your toolkit and go home or you can you can storm the gates of hell and try to find more tools and that's what you're doing man i'm proud of you i'm proud of you amen thank you it's awesome what's your household income sir Okay. Um, does she work outside the home? No, we're we're both in our mid seventies. No, we're both retired. Oh boy. 
So there, there's money there to take care of the short-term stuff. The the. You mean what do you mean the, money? You have a nest egg. Uh, we we still have some resources, a four hundred one k, and I have some I have some money in my account. All the debts are in her name. What is the? Uh, how much money is in your account? Forty five thousand dollars. And how much money is in your four hundred one k? About the same. A little okay. slightly and, and less. not counting these two installment loans, how much miscellaneous is there? <clears throat> the little credit card mosquitoes. Yeah, I'm going to say nine, ten thousand. Okay. All right. Um, I've got an income tax refund check coming in. The two thousand is going to get knocked off for that. Mm-hmm. And I, I would I've write got, a check. Uh, out, I would write a check out of yours today, and pay off all the credit cards. That leaves the 40 and close all the accounts. Okay. Now, that is a gesture on your part towards the healing that you're searching for. The 40 is still sitting there. We'll come back to that in a minute. Then I want to meet with her and her therapist and your therapist and however y'all are doing this marriage stuff. And uh, somehow you've got to get some checks and balances and start to incrementally rebuild trust that you're not throwing good money after bad and this doesn't happen again. Because in the back of your mind, you're if I clean this out and this happens again, I ain't got anywhere to go. That's what's happening in the back of your mind. So you've got to know that this is solid going forward before you write any more big checks. But but $9,000 in the scope of your life, you would pay that right now for healing. And I would. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get rid of all the mosquitoes. Get it down to seventeen five and twenty three five. And then let's just sit there with those two while we work on this relationship. And as your trust reaches closer to one hundred percent, and that is going to require some demonstrations as well as on her part and your part and healing and some time to rebuild. And as that is rebuilt and you approach a hundred percent on that, then I'm going to start trying to figure out a way to get those paid off. But right now I want to clear the, the white noise, the clutter out of my mind with all these little bills that, because every time you write a check on this, it picks the scab, it opens the wound. And I'm trying to get it down to writing just two checks. That's very perceptive. You're right. Now, I mean, I get pissed off all all over again every time you do this and you have to go through the whole process you've been doing in therapy you start forgiveness again you start to have to go back through the whole thing and, and you just you start having all these conversations between your ears we all do this that's how i know i i wouldn't be guilty of it no not me but yeah but i mean yeah you write checks for things you that remind you of bad things it's bad so dave at what point does and again in service of choosing reality just owning this is where we find ourselves do two people in their 70s have to commit to going back to work for a year mm-hmm. and earn another $40,000 to pay these debts off? If she's of good health, I mean, I would talk to her therapist about this. I'm not going to intervene in that. But if she's of good health, um, Sounds like both of she's them. trying to re-earn trust. And, um, you know, I'm 12-stepping here, but, uh, you know, make Go make, good, amends. make good, make amends. Yeah. I think she goes back to work. Yeah. And starts working on these other two loans. 
I, I think that's not because of financial, but just I think that's a representative movement towards owning this. It will give a place for that energy you know, to make, go too. You know, you know, make amends. It is a twelve-step thing, and so you got to go back and where you can correct the wrongs. It's part of being repentant or sorry. You know, and, and nobody uh, wants to work in their seventies, and that's where we find ourselves, right? And nobody wants to get scammed by a romance on the internet, but it's where we find ourselves. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at triple eight. 825-5225. Brian is with us in Austin, Texas. Hey, Brian. Welcome to the Ramsey yeah. Show. Hey, Dave. Honored to talk to you, sir, and grateful for your ministry. And my wife and I are recently, uh, we've discovered you guys and the baby steps, and um, we're beginning to think we're doing everything a little backwards now that we've, we've learned about your stuff. So specifically, we have three debt items. So we have two Car, car notes and then a mortgage, those three items, uh, no credit card debt. The cars are 55 and 20, uh, so about 75 total. However, we built up some savings and investments, um, just in index funds. Uh, it's like 180 around there. And then we have more than that in retirement. So my question is, we want to send our kids just because, just concerned about, you know, school curriculum, all that stuff. We want to send them to Christian private school and what our question is, is how do we pay for that? Like, should we, I was thinking of just tapping in and drawing from our investments and paying that roughly 10 grand a year. But then my wife had a good idea. We're listening to you. And so we're like, man, or do we just pay the car notes off first? What's your household um, income? In, uh, 94. Actually, well, my wife's going to be working part time. So uh, in the fall, so um, it'll be about 100, 105, somewhere where, around there. Where did the 180 come from? Uh, I used to, before my job now, I used to be in a higher income turning job. Why aren't you now? Because uh, I'm in vocational full-time ministry now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just yeah. curious. I didn't I know. Think, okay. So, yeah, cause the numbers like just didn't, they didn't, they didn't add up. Okay. And, um, yeah. that's good. Um, <laughs> what's the school cost? It's 10 grand a year per kid. Um, well, it'll be for both of them. Okay. For both of them. Okay. So 10 grand out of 105 is a budget item and you write a check, pay off the cars. But I'm not sure a $55,000 car fits in a $105,000 income. Matter of fact, I'm sure it doesn't. Re- even if it's paid yep. for. Even if it's paid for. What in the world is that? Oh, the car? Mama's SUV? No. <laughs> no, this is Dad's no, truck. Uh, He's in Austin. Uh, no, well, almost. It's a Tesla, so it was a truck. Uh, I, I gave up my my uh older car and finally you're uh, a hipster pastor man yeah so that's cool um yeah here's the thing we so what would i do if i woke up in your shoes and why why is important because i want you to think for yourself not do stuff and you wouldn't do stuff just because dave said brian but um so what we've discovered mathematically is it's very difficult to get ahead when a large portion of your asset base versus your income is depreciating going down in value like a rock and um so all cars with wheels and or motors 
go anything with wheels and or motors goes down in value period now mm-hmm. so when you have too many things with wheels and motors that go down in value versus your income and this did fit in your old life yeah because you were probably making 200 or more and so uh, you know, $55,000 car is not a problem, but we're, what, the numbers that we've crunched over 30 years of doing this say that if you've got more than half of your annual income tied up in things going the wrong way, you're going to struggle. So I would challenge whether to keep the Tesla or not. You need to pray about that. Think about it. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you've got too much tied up in things going the wrong way versus your income. That's what I'm observing now. So at a okay. minimum, I'd write a check and pay them off today. The next step I would consider is stepping out of that Tesla and moving into a more reasonable vehicle for somebody that makes a hundred thousand a year. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. And I think you can handle a $10,000 budget out of 105. If you watch your P's and Q's and just send your kids to school as a budget item. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm guessing they're going to school where you're pastoring. Yeah. Well, it's, it's similar philosophy, different place, but yeah, it's real similar. Yeah. Okay. Something where you know yeah. the uh, the curriculum and the output and so forth. You're not yeah, you're not having to wonder what kind of garbage they're getting fed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Things are getting a little crazy, so it made us rethink everything. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Yeah. A lot. Okay. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that part. And I, and the ratio for private school is a good ratio. You got a great deal. Ten grand for two of them. That's that's amazingly cheap. You know, in today's world. So all of that, the, the biggest thing that doesn't fit in this math picture is that Tesla, just to pick on it again. And so you can do what you want. Uh, if I woke up in your shoes, I would be driving a $20,000 car, not a $55,000 car. And, um, and my wife would be driving her $20,000 car and we'd have a little more money in the bank and we'd be budget iteming these kids. So you're right on track and thank you for your service. And thank you for your hard choice to serve, to serve in the ministry. That's that's a real call to take an income cut in half or more and to do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's real cool. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ryan is in Phoenix. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Hi, Dave. I'm a big fan, and I just finished reading Dr. Malone's book. Um, I got a question about my home. So uh, we have a condo. Uh, we currently owe 208 thousand mm-hmm. uh, but we're still paying a pmi of 180 a month good god uh, we also to get under the pmi they say it'll be twenty four thousand seven hundred eleven dollars mm-hmm. um i have cash on hand of actually thirty three thousand mm-hmm. so i could pay that off but i also have ninety two thousand in student loans mm-hmm. so i didn't know if i should take that cash on hand and apply it directly to student loans mm-hmm. or pay off the PMI. What's your household now, income? Uh, well, so I just recently lost my job, but it, I'm, I'm applying right now. Once I get my job back, our household income should be anywhere from 140 to 150. Okay. And how long have you been working on uh, this debt situation? Only a month. Um, I graduated in May and a week later I lost my job. So during that time I went through financial peace university with my wife. We got on board with the budget, but we're like, okay, it's really hard to set a budget because I don't know. Because I'm unemployed. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. All right. So remember, in Financial out, Peace yeah. University, when we talked about we get rid of all debt except Correct. the house in Baby Step Two. Mm-hmm. And the PMI doesn't change that. PMI pisses me sure. off. I'm with you. It's bad. Yeah. But and I want you yeah. to get that other twenty four on there as fast as you can. But I want you student loans gone because they're getting ready to come Perfect. back at you guys with these student loans. They're going to turn that faucet back on. And they're going. They're That's going the hard hammer part. You. It, yeah, they're going to hammer you. Yeah, I haven't fall. had a payment, so yeah. it felt like nothing. But yeah, yeah okay. But now you enough. do. All but right, I mean, it's, it's getting. It's going to. It's going to wake you back up, man. In the fall, when it comes, when it becomes very apparent that the Biden administration is not able to forgive student loans. So right. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Supreme Court has ruled, and it's you know, I'm sorry, but so. Uh, Sorry, but not sorry. So the thirty-three thousand. You remember, baby step one's a thousand dollars. Everything else goes towards the debt, yep. and so thirty-two goes on the ninety-two. So now we have sixty left, and we're going to attack the sixty with a vengeance. And when it's gone, we're going to build an emergency fund. And when it's gone, we're going to start putting fifteen percent of our income into retirement and kids' college, mm-hmm. and start paying down on the house. And that's when you'll get rid of the PMI. Perfect. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Thanks for being a, a customer in financial peace. Welcome to our crazy gang. Dave, I think what you said is real important, man. If you have not been paying on student loans. And no one has, by the way, statistically. For three years. 1% have been paying. If you haven't, they are coming back in September. Like a forest fire. They're coming. Make a plan. That might mean you've got to cancel a vacation. That might mean you've got to sell something. That might mean whatever. Listen, you think inflation sucks? Wait till your student loans kick back in and you didn't think about it and they catch you off guard. You've got a four-month runway to solve this. Slam your face in the bricks. Nice. So get... Make a plan. Don't, 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 Don't act like this isn't coming. It's coming. Get ready and get rid of your student loans, people. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.